Can you see behind the dawn's early light? Oh, what I saw her proudly wheel at the twilight's last gleaming, <coughs> whose broad stripes and bright stars. Through the perilous fight, all oh, the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming. And the rockets red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there oh say does that star spangled banner yet wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the brave. Hey, wow, that was a long intro. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another week and another episode of the Jeff Weekly Podcastman Show. I'm your host, Jeff Wheatley Heckman. Uh, that was a rendition, my rendition, of the Star Spangled Banner, written in Baltimore Harbor, right? I think. I think it was written in Baltimore Harbor. Pretty sure. It was written in Baltimore Harbor. War of 1812? Is that right? History buffs? Huh? I don't know. Anyway, I sang that song because this past week was the birth of our nation. Happy birthday, America. It was the 4th of July. That's right. The 4th of July. Back in 1776. On that day, which was the 4th of July, our founding fathers met in Philadelphia, Independence Hall, I think. Again, I vaguely remember bits and pieces of history, so this might just be uh, 100% accurate, or it could just be a bunch of different things that I learned all jumbled together. I'm sure you all will correct me in the comments. Uh, oh, boy. But I, uh, all those founding guys, the founding fathers, founding guys, how disrespectful. Those founding fathers, Alexander Hamilton, who has a musical about him now, which I've not seen, and I don't ever think I will. George Washington was there. Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, the big, the big four famous ones. They all took a break from owning slaves and property, and they, they rode their horses up to Philadelphia, and they signed that Declaration of Independence. Ben Franklin was there too. He took a break. From French prostitutes. I don't know if he had slaves, but I do know that that man loved a good French prostitute. Who wouldn't? Can you blame him? Huh? Those great men, those great white men, they met. They signed it. Well, first, they dumped tea into Boston Harbor. Boston Harbor. They dumped tea in it, dressed as Native Americans, which is... Very racially insensitive. It's not okay. 
they did that, and that, that made that king mad over in England. King Henry? I forget. That made him mad. And so he, he, started, he started doing stuff. He sent over troops, and then they, they sent that document to him. So the 4th of July was the day they all signed it, sealed it, and sent it away. And I'm sure because mail delivery was not nearly as, as efficient as it is today. And today, it's still slow as shit. I'm sure he found out maybe two months later, maybe three months later, that America was no longer, no longer in the British Empire. And then a war ensued, which we won somehow. A bunch of drunk farmers with muskets fought the world's strongest army. They fought the world's strongest army and navy. They had a navy. I don't even know if America had boats, you know? And we beat them somehow. Why? Because we hid behind stuff. That's what we did. If, you, if someone was being shot at, they hid behind it. They hid behind a tree, a cow, a rock, whatever. What did the British do? They stood in a straight line, wearing red. The opposite of camouflage. That's how we won. And that's why we now live in the greatest nation on earth, the United States of America. You know, if you forget all, all, every one of the atrocities that we have committed to different groups of people throughout the years, and, and even to some extent continue to this day. We are the greatest nation on the face of the earth. God, God bless us, everyone. Wow, okay, this is going to be a, <laughs> a weird episode. That was quite the intro. How, how we doing? Huh? We all doing well? I'm going to pause and drink some water. <laughs> I apologize in advance. I'm a little bit under the weather. I got a heady, chesty thing going on, uh, but I, I had to deliver, all right? Like the USPS, the aforementioned USPS, I need to deliver to you 14 listeners out there, the dedicated listeners. Thank you for listening every week. Hey, and by the way, if you are a new listener, which I know we got a few of, thank you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you very much. If you like it that much, share it with your friends. If you don't like it, Share it on MySpace, okay? Do that. You doing well? I hope you had a good fourth. I had a great fourth. Did you all have a good fourth? I hope so. I hope you watched fireworks on the back of a bald eagle. Oh, no, I'm almost out of water. Oh, boy. I hope that you, you watched as many fireworks as you can. Fireworks are only entertaining if you are a child or if you like marijuana. But if you're a sober adult, they're okay. Yeah, you get it after a while, you know? Oh, this one's a weeping willow. This one does a star. This one does a whatever. And it's fine. It's fun. It's whatever. <sighs> Sorry if you're a fan of fireworks. I apologize. I hope you guys are enjoying your summer. But, you know, I know what it's like. For, for most people out there, you know, there's so much you could do with your time when it's nice outside. You could be, you could be playing frisbee in a field like me and my dad used to. You could be splashing around with your buddies in a pool. <laughs> Just splashing around. You could be at the beach 
You know, you could be on a boat. You could be fishing. You could be golfing. Let's count the things. You could be like Ben Franklin and be hanging out with a pack of French ladies of the night. You could be doing all that. But instead, most of the time, you're just inside in a cubicle, looking at a computer, biding the time until you can go home and enjoy what few hours of sunlight you have left. You know, you water your plants, you go to bed. It's hard. It's hard being an adult in this world, working for the man or the lady or the woman. You know? Working for that boss who who just won't let up, you know? They wear that kind of dress shirt that has the, the colored body and then the white collar and cufflinks and the tie bar. You know? Who do you think? Who do you think you are wearing that kind of outfit? You think you're better than me? Because your collar and your cuffs are a different color than the body of your shirt? No, you're no different than me. We all put our pants on one leg at a time and our shirts, even if the color is different. You know, all the only thing, the only thing that makes you different from me is that you brown-nosed your way to the top and your ego is now out of control and you find pleasure in what power you have over us normal people just trying to make a living trying to pay for our car insurance and our rent. You know, that's, that's how you spend your time. That's what you, that's who you are. Don't you know anything? Don't you see the lie you bought into? You know, you bought into the lie that that shirt looks cool. And now you're buying into the lie that life's all about monetary success and power. Well, here I am to tell you whoever you are, that that is not right. Life's all about how you make each other feel. That's what it's about. So take off that stupid shirt, huh? And maybe ask, ask how I'm doing every once in a while. You know, before you tell me what to do. And not so I do what you tell me to do. Do it because you genuinely care. Even if you don't. Wow, okay, I'm, I'm peeved now. I know what you guys are going through, huh? I know. And if you're a boss and you have a shirt like that and you're a loyal fan, I, I think you look pretty cool. See, the tie bar is really neat. All right? I'm very impressed by you as a person. Congrats on all your success. <sighs> I hope you're enjoying it. I hope, I hope you're, with the time you have to enjoy outside and with the weather and with the, the, the people you like, I hope you're enjoying it. I know I am. Uh, you know what I've been spending my time doing? Uh... I've been watching, well, this is ironic. It's the least American thing you can do. I've been watching a lot of the World Cup. That's right, the World Cup. Ole, 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 ole. Ole, ole. It, oh, soccer fans unite. Soccer. It's great. I, little known fact, because now I look like a, a gym teacher which is just a nice way of saying that I look like I used to be in shape, and now I am not. But back in my prime, I played soccer. I did. I was the sweeper. The sweeper, which means I was the last line of defense between me and the goalie. I had no skills whatsoever. I couldn't dribble. I couldn't shoot the ball. 
All I could do was chase people down, get the ball away from them, and kick them the, the far as, as shit away from them to the other side where my team would do all the hard work. That's how I played soccer. I'm a big soccer fan. I love it. I love it. The World Cup is the greatest soccer players in the world playing, and it's amazing to watch. And the United States didn't even make it into the tournament? Are you kidding me? Well, the women did. The United States women's soccer team is always head and shoulders above the men's soccer team. And I think it's because they don't have any spirit. The men don't have any spirit. They got to step up their game. You know? It's You don't even have to be that tough to play soccer. You've seen these people? They get tapped on the ankle. They're down for 20 minutes. They have a stretcher come out. Right? The ref puts up a yellow card because the guy did it. And the guy's like, oh, no, I didn't do nothing. (laughs) I don't know where that voice came from. And I apologize to all our Italian listeners out there. Oh, no, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't do it. But no, it's like, no, you chopped him in the neck. Yes, you did. Right. Sure, he overreacted. Sure, they don't need a stretcher. You guys are just sort of running gingerly around the field. And no, it's not football or a contact sport. No. So there's no room for chopping. But he didn't chop you that hard. You see how skinny those arms are? It couldn't have hurt. It could not have hurt. That's the one thing I don't like about the World Cup. You know, they're over, they're overreacting all the time. And the coaches, I don't even think they do anything. They just sit there in their vests, in their, like, weird, weird Ferrari seats that they have on the bench there. And they just sort of stare smug on the field, you know. But, wow, I watched the England games. The England, England beat Colombia on penalty kicks, and that was very exciting. And then they lost to, oh crap, Ukraine? The Ukraine? Let me look this up. Croatia. It was Croatia. Uh, It was Croatia. Sorry. Don't judge. Don't judge. Hey, don't you judge me, all right? You find both of those countries on a map, and then you judge me. It was a good game, but but Croatia mopped the floor with England. They, They played physical, and England was too busy complaining about them playing physical, and they didn't play soccer. They just stood there with their arms up like, oh, yo, they, they kicked me in the shin, god And the ref was like, ah, whatever, keep playing. And then the Croatia guys were saying something that I, I couldn't understand because I don't speak that language. But England just needed to get physical and keep playing, but they gave up. They gave up. They were out of gas. I was rooting for England because they haven't been in a World Cup since the 60s. But Croatia has never been in a World Cup before because they haven't been a country for that long. So that's equally as exciting. So it didn't matter who who was in the World Cup. Both is kind of both would have been kind of cool. So congratulations Croatia. I know my endorsement means a lot to you. So congratulations. Uh, <laughs> soccer. It's boring, I know. It's hard to watch. It's really hard to watch. Did you know 3 billion people Watch the World Cup every year. Three billion people. That's almost half the world's population. It's incredible. That's so many people. It's kind of cool, you know, like soccer. Uh, soccer is like a common language almost, you know, with the rules of the game and the way it's played. It's shared by so many different people. So that's why it's cool to watch. 
Yeah, I kind of like that. Even though it's uh, played by a bunch of people who complain a lot and fake injuries. Aside from that, it's the world's most popular sport. And it's cool that, uh, you know, gets that much support every four years. That was oddly meaningful. Wow. All right. So cool. That game's on on Sunday uh, at 10 a.m. I will not be watching that game because I have a date with my bed. I'm going to sleep the hell in on Sunday. On Sunday. All right. So I'm not going to do a review of the week this week. Uh, Instead, I'm going to first take a drink of water. Excuse me. Excuse me. Okay. Uh, And we're going to do a new segment. I was sent two articles. Two articles I'm going to share and read parts of with you. Uh, And I'll give a little opinion on it. A little opinion. This is the segment called This Just In. Here we go. Article number one. Article number one. This comes to us from a listener. uh, And it's on the US Today Money uh, uh, website. And it's Papa John's chairman, John Schnatner, S-C-H-N-A-T-T-E-R, I think it's Schnatner, resigns after apologizing for a racial slur. Okay. Um, (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, I've not read this article yet, and we're going to read it together for the first time. Oh, boy. Okay. (laughs) Papa John's International announced late Wednesday that Schnatner, what a weird name, has resigned as chairman. The company will appoint a new chairman in, quote, the coming weeks. The resignation ends a day which began with a story from Forbes in which Schnatner was said to have used the N-word. Oh, boy. Oh, dear. Uh, On a call with a public relations firm that was designated to help the company avoid more public relations issues. Wow. Okay. Uh, By 2 p.m., nine hours after the Forbes story was published, uh, Schnadner, the pizza baron, (laughs) pizza baron, you got the oil tycoons and the pizza barons, the great people who built this country, and a self-made billionaire, really, Uh, released a statement admitting he used the slur and apologizing. Uh, News reports attributing the use of the inappropriate and hurtful language to me during a media training session regarding race are true, Schnatner said. Quote, regardless of the context, I apologize. Simply stated, racism has no place in our society. End quote. Uh, Schnatner then resigned from the University of Louisville board. Wow, okay. Uh, For those majoring in pizza, I assume. The mayor of Jeffersonville, Indiana, had Schnatner's name removed from a historic field house that he had donated $800,000 to restore. Okay, yada, yada, yada. Uh, oh, uh, Schnatner's remarks set off outrage all over social media, yeah, uh, and with several groups, including the NAACP, calling for Schnatner to resign from the University of Louisville board prior to happening. Schnatner's meteoric rise launched from the closet of his father's failing Jefferson Bar, Jeffersonville Bar, um, which I assume is in... Uh, near Louisville. Um, publicly traded international franchise with more than $1 billion in sales. Okay. Um, Schnatner, who owns roughly $700 million in company stock, is seen on pizza boxes and, until the last few months, in many Papa John TV spots, where he's rubbed elbows with NFL stars, 
like retired quarterback Peyton Manning. Um, the report says, oh boy, this is okay. If you don't want me to talk more about this, skip ahead. Um, but this part's a little graphic. The report said Schnatner also reflected on his early life in Indiana, where he said people used to drag African Americans from trucks until they died. The reference apparently was meant to show that he found racism deplorable, but the Forbes source said that multiple people on the call were offended. The owner of a laundry service, the marketing firm, (laughs) working with Shatner, had terminated its contract with Papa John's after it learned about the comments. Okay, first and foremost, a, a PR company called The Laundry Service is perfect. Because they are cleaning up messes all over the place. Wow, that's sort of that's the world, man. What's what's up with it? I don't get it. Okay, so the question was, uh, what are your opinions on this article? Very broad, but wide open question. Uh, what are my opinions on it? I think that it's terrible. Um, I'm half black, for those of you who do not know. I'm also half white. Um, I'm not surprised that a rich guy um, is racist or doesn't really understand what racism means, you know? It sounds like he... Well, first of all, he said the N-word. That's not ever okay. That's never okay to do. Um, If you at all feel weird using that word, you probably shouldn't use that word. If you don't feel weird using that word and you're, you're not allowed to say that word... That's a whole different story, you know? Certain people are allowed to say that. If you are one of those people who are not, then then you need to really, really second-guess your behavior and your motives as to why you're saying that word. Um, uh, I do know that uh, Indiana and Michigan and parts of the Midwest had the highest concentration of KKK members um, in the early 1900s. Um, and like throughout, throughout the, throughout the, the century as well. Um, and there's still a bunch around today as we found out recently. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really surprised. I don't really like Papa John. (laughs) I shouldn't call him Papa. I don't like John Schnatner. Uh, I never really liked him or his pizza or his commercials or, or, there's always something kind of creepy, a little bit off about him. Um, so I'm happy that we now live in a time where this is unacceptable, right? That's completely unacceptable. Uh, it's just terrible. I don't. I, at the very least, at least those words being said are being um, demonized, and the people who say those words are being called out. That's that's a good first step. Um, However, it, it's, it does not prevent people from learning why that's not okay or, or having a different viewpoint. So language is just one little surface level of it. If you get people to stop talking about or saying bad, terrible things about certain groups of people, then it's less visible in society. However, the internal part, the thoughts themselves, uh, um, the feelings themselves are still existing. So there has to be a way to sort of there's got to be a better way to, to educate or maybe help people, 
Um, but you can't help people unless they want to be helped. But I don't really care about Papa John. He did the wrong thing. He's obviously an asshole, and he got his, and he's no longer um, no longer the, the, the president of Papa John's Mediocre Pizza. He, he said that racism has no place in our society. I say his pizza has no place in our society. That's what I say. That's what I say. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy. I, uh, I never liked Papa John's. If you like Papa John's and you like Papa, you like the Papa, I'm sorry if this is news to you, all right? I'm surprised that this is... Uh, still surprising to people, you know? It's just the way uh, a lot of the world is. Successful people um, are not necessarily the most open-minded people all the time. You know, it doesn't really matter uh, how high you've reached with your pizza baron business. It uh, doesn't make you necessarily a, a good person. Business success does not translate to personal um, um, work and treatment of others. That's what I have to say. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> I remember in high school though I never liked Papa I just thought he was weird Like I said And in high school They had this thing There's a Papa John's Near my high school And Papa John himself Was going to be there Filming a commercial And they had like Auditions To be in the commercial With Papa <laughs> And if you wanted to just Go watch the commercial You could And all my friends Were like Well they're not Really, my friends, all the people I hung out with were like, hey, you going to go see Papa with us? We're going to go over there. It's like, no, what are you, what? See Papa? No, he's not a celebrity. He's just a guy. Just a guy. And then they filmed the commercial Never Air It. So who knows? All right, I'm glad I didn't go. I don't know what I did. I was in high school. I have a few ideas of what I did. None of which are okay to share with you all. I'm kidding. Um... But yeah, no, good riddance, Papa John's. It's terrible that people think like that. Unfortunately, it is a reality of the world that we live in, and I'm glad that at least step one is being taken care of, which is the outward language of it. Um, there, that's pretty good, right? That's pretty good. Water time, gonna pause. Okay, sorry for so many breaks. I am feeling uh, a, little, a little, uh, little dry in the old throat there. Okay, this next one is a little light, a little more lighthearted. Um, and it's a reference to a reference I made on the last episode about IHOB. And here it is. It comes from us uh, from cbsnews.com. Shocking. IHOP admits it faked the IHOB name change. Oh, okay. Sure. Sure you did. IHOP is serving up the truth about its IHOB name change. The pancake chain has acknowledged that last month's name, Change was just a publicity stunt to promote its hamburger menu. Yeah, okay. The company best known for its breakfast already had burgers on the menu, but had started using the IHOP name on social media, its website, and for in-store promotions to draw attention to a new line of burgers uh, made of black Angus ground beef. The best kind of Angus ground beef. Uh, Papa John's would have a problem with that black Angus ground beef. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Um, the name change sparked a social media furor. That can't be right. Fur. Oh wow, I don't like using that word. Uh, the name change sparked a social media. Uh, uh, let's just say uh, uh, nastiness. 
even though IHOP appeared to be hedging its bets by saying its new IHOP name was for the time being. Some fans called the name change bizarre and a nightmare. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Still, IHOP's bigger goals appeared appears okay still ihob's bigger goal appears to have been achieved the name change got consumers talking about the brand uh on monday the back that was at a 60th birthday okay we're gonna keep going oh wendy's is at it wendy's by the way has some of the best social media of any company wendy's took another swing at ihop after it disclosed the ihop name was a marketing gimmick a twitter user asked wendy's to weigh in saying ihop is a joke um, when is replied? Okay. Please weigh in on the IHOP lying to all of us. IHOP was a joke. Wendy said, of course it was. Wendy's, uh, the, the creator of the Square Burger, they have that type of burger. I was going to say squared away, but that's two on the nose. And it was an unintentional pun. Pun unintended. And I apologize. Look, all right, listen here, IHOP, whoever you are, this is my opinion on your 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 stuff you got carried away you you met with your pr agency maybe it's called dry cleaning right you met with your pr agency and they're like ihop look 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 this is what we need to do ihop just is not competing with denny's rightfully so you guys are terrible you guys are the worst international house of pancakes how many places on earth make pancakes i can only think of a few unless you count tortillas which are a type of pancake kind of same concept or naan from india or any amount of bread on a flat surface all right but how many people make shitty pancakes it's only you all so what we need to do is we need to make you more more american (laughs) i don't know we need to make you more appealing, all right? You can only eat breakfast really one time a day. I've eaten breakfast for all three meals of the day at one point in time. But breakfast, it's not so not enjoyed by everybody, all right? So what you guys have to do is you have to change your name, change your image, keep the menu, keep the pancakes, keep the drinks, all that stuff. But you're no longer going to be the International House of Pancakes No, we're going to turn it around. Turn that P upside down. And you're going to be the international house of of burgers. And IHOP was like, hey, all right, we're we're a terrible business. We'll do anything, right? And they did it. And then they announced it. They were all excited to put these commercials out there. They were like, this is going to go nuts. We have this new Black Angus burger. (laughs) It's going to drive the world crazy. And so they did the announcement expecting excitement, expecting respect from all the other burger places out there. And what happened? They got laughed at. They got laughed at. They got chastised. And apparently the Fuhrer was involved. Good Lord. It's terrible. So they changed their name back, saying it was a PR stunt. It wasn't a PR stunt. Don't lie to yourselves. You were expecting it to be about a change in your menu and a change in name, a change in your identity. But instead, everyone knew who you really were, and that was the makers of mediocre pancakes and now mediocre burgers. 
All right? We can see right through your lies. We see it. At least Papa John. John, Papa John Schnatner. Shit, whatever his name is. At least he admitted he was wrong. And he was more wrong than you all. And you all can't even take the blame. You can't even, you can't even tough it out and accept the fact that you messed up. It's terrible. That's my opinion on you, IHOP. That's why I go to Denny's. And I see that waitress, Debbie, over there. And she makes a joke like H2O on the rocks, you know? Ugh. That's why I go there. Because they're true to themselves, unlike you. <laughs> okay. Wow. All right. Great. That's my opinion on that article. And that was this just in. A little rush for you guys. All right. Cool. That was a fun segment. I think we're going to keep that in. Keep sending those articles my way. I like reading them uh, with you all. It's fun. All right. Now it's time for the question segment. Questions. Got to find them. Going to pause again. All right. Here we go. I'll be right back. All right. I got them up. This week we have a few more questions. Thank you all for sending in these questions. Uh, okay. Excuse me. All right. The first question is uh, good and bad baby names. That's not even a question. That, there's no punctuation. There's no, uh, there's no prefix. There's no, there's no anything. And there's no who, what, where, why, or how. It's just good and bad baby names. So get rid of the attitude. All right. First and foremost. And second all, a good baby name. Let's think. Um, I don't know. I got to be careful not to say any of my friends' babies' names because the, that could be uh, uh, equal, easily looked up, and I want them to be private. So we'll say a few names. Um, Tony. That's a good baby name. Uh, uh, Charlize. You know, Jeff. That's a great name. It's a great baby name. It's a great name. Uh, baby Billy, baby, baby Barnum, uh, you know, uh, 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 Karen, these are all good baby names, whatever baby name you think in your heart, you want to name your kids, that's a good baby name for you, all right, bad baby names, I don't know, uh, dummy, that's a bad one, uh, kick my ass, that's a bad one, uh, some, some wise guy, Said Baby John, and his name was John. Oh, it sounds like somebody <laughs> had a hard childhood. Sorry, John. All right. Next question. Uh, in soccer shootout, Romulans or Klingons? Romulans, I think. Uh, I, I don't know what those are. I think they're from Star Trek, right? Um, I'll take Romulans. In a shootout. Soccer shootout. Uh, okay. Nice seeing you in the crowd yesterday. That's not even a question. But you're welcome. The nice seeing you on stage. Uh, at a show, do you prefer a crowd that is small but very engaged or large but less enthused? Um, I obviously, I think, would take the small, very engaged audience. I've One of the best sets I ever had was in front of five people. Five people. Uh, it's a little easier to connect with those people, make more of a connection. You know, they feel awkward because there's only five of them. You feel awkward because there's only five of them. So you do all you can. You give them the best show you can. You know, 
I've also done shows for very large and unengaged audiences where they didn't even know a show was going on. <laughs> so I, I like a small engaged audience. Engaged audiences always, no matter the size. Um, the show I did, I've done a few, where it was like a, a charity banquet or whatever, and they just wanted to drink their champagne and whatever. They didn't want to watch us. No big deal. It's fine. We got paid and we moved on. But I did a show one time where I was booked at a place, uh, a place in Greenfield um, on 76 and Layton. I'm not going to say the name of the place. I'm also not going to say the show. I'm not going to say who was involved. But I did a show at a sports bar on 76th and Layton in Greenfield, Wisconsin. And I was told that I was going to be doing a show. I was going to be doing 10 to 15 minutes. It was a showcase that was like six or seven comedians. And I was told I was going to be getting paid. And I said, yes, thank you for the opportunity. And I show up and no one knows that a show is going on. Not a one person. Not a one person. And the way that the show started was the showrunner went up on the microphone and said, ladies and gentlemen, whether you knew it or not, we have a comedy show, which is never good. You never want to force comedy on people. Never force comedy on people. Music is okay because it's in the background. They can tune in. They can tune out. But comedy involves attentiveness and willingness to laugh. <laughs> so we were doomed from the start. So I get up on stage, right? Tables are facing away from the stage. They're facing the two walls, which have about 13 TVs on both wall, um, and all the TVs and the sound are on. Uh, disaster. There's probably, it's a full restaurant, right? Also, the stage is like 13 feet in the air, so they couldn't even see me. Uh, and I started the show with this line I thought would grab their attention. <laughs> I said, wow, good to be here. Uh, this isn't even really a show as much as it is me interrupting a bunch of families eating nachos. Which is true. It was true. Got a few chuckles, and that was it from that out. No one else paid attention. And no one else on the show did well because it wasn't really a show. So I will say a small group of very engaged people over, over that any day, over a room, a sea of people, Great question. Uh, why those pants? Um, I don't know. Uh, I like them. They're comfortable. The pants I'm wearing right now are, again, athletic shorts. I, I like the movement. I like the versatility. Um, and it's hot. It's hot again. So that's why these pants. Why your pants? Huh? Why your pants? Oh, boy. I pressed back on Facebook. Oh, boy. Okay. One second. Here we go. Got it. Uh, okay, and the final question, wow, these are really uh, intense questions this week, um, is mayonnaise an instrument? Now, that's a reference to uh, the late great SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> I don't know if he's dead. I don't think he is. But that's a reference to that where Patrick asked, Squidward, is mayonnaise an instrument? Uh, and it depends, all right? Anything can be an instrument if you put your mind to it. So you, person who asked me that question, never give up. Get that mayonnaise. Try to bang away at it. Try to make it an instrument. All right? In fact, that's your homework assignment, is to try to make mayonnaise an instrument. And you answered the question for me and yourself. Okay? 
Wow. Okay, this has been quite an episode. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. I'm a little sick, and I appreciate you all bearing with me on this week's episode of the Jeff Weekly Podcastman Show. Uh, they're not all going to be this weird. They're not all going to be this crazy. Uh, sometimes they will be, and I apologize ahead of time. Uh, thank you for all you listeners out there, old and new, old and new. I'm trying to fit this in before I have to cough. Oh, I can't do it. <coughs> uh, excuse me. Okay. We're going to pack it in. Thank you all very much for listening. I appreciate you old and new listeners. Uh, I hope you all enjoy your week. This has been the Jeff Weekly Podcastman Show. I have been your host, Jeff Wheatley Heckman. You all keep on rocking or knocking. And I got to think of a song now. Oh, okay. Knocking. Here we go. Someone's knocking at my door. Somebody ringing a bell. Someone knocking at my door. Somebody ringing a bell. Do me a favor. You open the door. Are you letting me? Ooh, yeah.